It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Extremely excited, you know, just to, you know, the season's here, NBA's back. Um, I'm just glad to be a part of it, you know, and be with this team. Uh, we put in a lot of work. Uh, I made it through preseason, so now the next step for me is uh, opening the night, and um, I'm extremely excited, you know, especially to be at home in, in front of this crowd. So. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are indeed locked on Magic. Today is October 23rd, 2019, opening night for the Orlando Magic. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll dig into the Cleveland Cavaliers and talk a little bit about what to expect as the Magic take on the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, in, in the opening night game. The anticipation and excitement for this team and some preseason concerns that you really shouldn't be too concerned about or shouldn't overreact to. We'll talk about all that coming up here on the podcast in just a moment. Before we do, I do want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find here on Locked On Magic. I joined Chris Manning on Locked On Cavaliers to preview the Magic a little bit today. Be sure to check out Locked On Cavaliers or Locked On Cavs, to get yourself ready for tonight's game. You can also check out Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball for your national perspective, as well as some of our new podcasts, including the weekly Duncan and Hollinger podcast, uh, covering the ins and outs of the NBA from Nate Duncan and John Hollinger. You can check out all these great podcasts, plus MLB, NFL, College, and NHL too, wherever you download podcasts. Or search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, It's your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. At this point of the season, you're still sort of focusing on yourself. The big observation that I had as I was watching the the Raptors take on the Pelicans, and, and to some extent the Lakers take on the Clippers. I think those teams were a little bit further ahead because of the talent they had. But you watch some of these early season games, and... It still feels like the preseason. Coaches do like the shorter preseason. Don't don't get me wrong. They they and I think players like it too. But you do get the sense that yes, players need a little bit more time to get acclimated and get on the same page. And and so while these games count, and I think there's a seriousness about them, it's still a work in progress. Everyone is still working to get better. So no one panics over early season losses. No one panics over anything. Steve Clifford said earlier this week that 
he probably won't play his starters their kind of full minutes quite yet. You wouldn't expect guys to be playing, you know, 30, yeah, Magic, I don't think, would play guys 35 minutes anyway, but you won't see a lot of those heavy minutes in this early part of the season as guys continue to work to get their conditioning back. And yes, as the Magic especially, work through some of the injury issues that they've had. So, this is all to say that, in some respects, a lot of the focus is still on yourself. A lot of the focus for these teams is still on executing your stuff the right way, playing the way you need to play, and not really worrying so much about the opponent. You, you game plan for the opponent, but you're still installing some of your offense. You're still kind of getting into the rhythm as a group and as a team. Things definitely change now that the regular season has begun. You do start to focus a little bit more on the opponent, but I would still say some of these early games, it's still about the magic. It's still about getting yourself ready more than anyone else. That's not to say that you don't you take any opponent lightly and that results don't matter. Results absolutely matter. And this game coming up Wednesday night against the Cleveland Cavaliers is going to be a real test of how serious and how ready the Magic are. I've sensed and perhaps maybe I've hoped that this Magic team was a little bit bored with the preseason. That they were holding some things back. That they weren't quite showing off their their regular season wear. Certainly they weren't rotationalized. And I think honestly, offensively, I don't think they were running a lot of the sets they'd want they'd want to run. I always got the sense, just kind of talk, you know, being in the press scrum with Steve Clifford, that while they wanted to perform well in the preseason, don't get me wrong, the real work and the real action that was going on was happening in practice. All to get ready for this game. The Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be a quirky team, I would say. They're playing with two young guards in their backcourt with uh, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, incredibly talented players, but flawed and certainly not the best The best that, that the NBA can offer. They've still got Kevin Love, who can get hot and, and, and play at a really high level. And I think, you know, last year, as bad as Cleveland was for most of the season, when Kevin Love played, they were respectable. They've got Jordan Clarkson who can get hot as he did against the Magic in a late season game last year. You've got Larry Nance. This is not a team bereft of talent. But it is a team that can get broken down easily. The Cavaliers had the worst defensive rating in the league last year. Gave up more than 113 points per 100 possessions. Their offense, you know, there's not a lot of tape on it yet because it's a new coach in John Beeline. And I don't think that necessarily that he's run all his stuff that he wants to run in the regu- in the preseason. So there's going to be a little bit of an element of mystery and, and uncertainty about this group, about how this team's going to play. But the Magic know they have to be professional and take care of business. And their final matchup last year, after Cleveland beat them in the previous meeting, Orlando went out and blew them out by 20, 30 points. It was, it was not a game. The entire game was, was done. And you could sense, perhaps, that Orlando 
felt very focused to beat that team because of the way they got beat earlier in the year, or just a few weeks ago, weeks before then. And it's going to take that kind of focus and attention to make this game the result that it probably should be. Now, Orlando at that stage of the season was fully developed and fully evolved. That's not who this team is yet. And so, yes, I'm expecting the Magic to turn the ball over a little bit more than they would. I'm expecting some defensive breakdowns that I don't think you normally see from this team. But overall, I think the expectation for the Magic is that they play defense at a good level. If Cleveland's going to run a lot of ISO sets, and you know, walk, uh, I'm watching their, their game against Boston in their preseason finale, which says some things, but not all things. A lot of ISO sets. A lot of setting up Kevin Love on the block, which is a good, good position for them. Thought of kind of Colin Sexton making, you know, line, line, you know, straight line drives at the basket. Uh, a lot of Kevin Porter setting himself up from the mid-range. They want to get the ball in the paint and kick back out. But with the Magic's length, and, and the Magic should have a length advantage here. With the Magic's length, if they play defense the way they play defense in the first three preseason games, and if they are able to set their half-court defense, there's no reason to think that they won't be able to take care of business and take care of business handily. It's a Cleveland team that, that isn't expected to do very much. I do want to give the Cavs their due respect. They've got some dangerous players. Sexton is a hard worker and is going to put pressure on the defense if you can't keep him out of the paint. So one-on-one matchups are going to matter. Kevin Love makes that team respectable in a lot of ways. He is, a da- he is an always dangerous player. Clarkson can get hot and make a lot of shots. Chetty Osman can get hot and make a lot of shots. But if the Magic are able to kind of cut things off at the point of attack with Sexton and, and, and what, whatever Garland can be, because Garland, I think, is still feel, feeling his way. If the Magic can cut those guys off, their defense will generate the fast-break opportunities that their offense needs to succeed. And if they execute and run their offense effectively and smoothly, the Magic should be able to run away with this one. Magic are favored by eight points on the betting line. I have no reason to think that they will not cover that. If they play with the attention to detail and focus that they know they will need. This is a good test on that front. Cleveland is eager, hungry, and hoping to defy a lot of expectations. The Magic need a professional win. The Magic need to come in, do their work, and take care of business. And I can't think of a better way to start the season. Helping them in this matter, of course, will be the opening night festivities. I think the crowd will play a factor. But it's all about Orlando taking care of their business. My sense throughout this whole preseason has been they have been eagerly waiting this moment. Marco Fultz certainly has had it circled on his calendar to to come back, but I get the sense that a lot of the Magic players, especially the veteran guys, they know what it takes to make the playoffs now. They know the approach that they need, and they know the games that they were playing 
didn't count. They're ready and hungry for this moment. And we'll see just how ready and hungry they are Wednesday night. And I'm sure they'll be arriving in the finest of suits. But if you want to look good, I would recommend checking out Indochino. It's the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Again, that's $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, though, the the preseason was a mixed bag for the Orlando Magic. But when I look at it, I'm not overly concerned by anything. I, I honestly have to say that. Like, the biggest thing that concerns me for the Magic is still the offense. I, I don't think the—I know Steve Clifford has said that the offense needs to be top 15 for the team to really accomplish all the goals that they want, and, and I'm still just not 100% sold that they'll get there. The, the offense will be a struggle this year. I, I think there's no getting around that. But there were so many odd things that happened during the preseason, so many things that were uncharacteristic of this team that, to me, either suggests that, you know, attention was kind of waning or in and out, but suggests to me that they are things that are easily correctable with this group. And there's no reason to believe that they will not correct them. You can go down the list of things that the Magic struggled with and just point to things that you could say, you know what, this isn't that bad. This isn't that bad. Take the turnovers. The huge concern for Orlando was the turnovers. They're their poor offensive execution in the half court that leading to turnovers kind of forced their defense to, to make mistakes. A, a set Magic defense is tough to score against. Teams are going to need to run against them. And again, this is a weakness that Cleveland has because Cleveland does not play at a fast pace. Teams are going to need to run against them to keep them from getting set and using that length. But Orlando struggled with turnovers in the last three games. 19.8 turnovers per game in the final four games of the preseason was a, is a really bad number. And, and the Magic, you know, Steve Clifford held them to a regular season standard throughout the preseason. That's not going to cut it. That's certainly not good enough. The team averaged 18.2 turnovers per game for the whole preseason. So, again, not a quality number. But... The preseason is when you make those mistakes. The preseason is when turnovers aren't excused, but aren't stressed about. The team's 18.2 turnovers per game were 11th among NBA teams. In those final four games, the team's 19.8 turnovers per game would have been 18th in the league. Again, not good numbers by any stretch of the imagination. 
If Orlando's turning the ball over that much, they're going to lose a lot of games. Their margin for error is smaller than a lot of teams in the league. But by comparison to the rest of the league, Orlando's kind of with the pack. It's was often said about a Steve Clifford team that Steve Clifford teams do not beat themselves. They are not high turnover teams. And in fact, last year, the Magic had a 13.3% turnover rate. They turned the ball over on 13.3% of their, their possessions, which was sixth in the league. That number dropped to 12.4% during their run. So no matter when it was, consistently, the Magic protected the ball and did not turn it over. Consistently, the Magic were a good turn, turnover team. And that prevents the fast breaks, which is a big part of Steve Clifford defenses too, is they don't allow fast break points because they're not turning the ball over. And it goes from there. You can see why I have faith that the Magic will be fine on this front. The turnovers they were making, the mistakes they were making, were kind of rhythm mistakes. And rhythm mistakes are expected at this time of year. And they slowly disappear. And so, you know, during practice, Steve Clifford still said, you know, they're turning the ball over a little bit too much, but the intention was good. The purpose of play was good. The, the, all, all the things that Clifford likes were fine. And so, to me, the turnover issue isn't something I, I go crazy over. Because I, I trust this team isn't going to have those issues when it matters. The same might be said for Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon did not have a good preseason. While a lot of people, including myself, think that Gordon can make a star leap and, and compete for, for an all-star spot, the preseason offered no clue that that was coming. He averaged 9.8 points per game and shot 35.8%, including just 5 for 23 from beyond the arc. Perhaps a little more alarmingly, with Nikola Vucevic out of the game, Gordon struggled even more to shoot. Missed his first 12 shots against the Boston Celtics uh, in, in those final three preseason games. He shot 1 for 14 against Boston, 2 for 12 against Philadelphia, and then 3 for 12 against Miami. And that was with Vucevic in the lineup. His shooting was inconsistent, and while he was trying to drive and get to the line, he wasn't getting there effectively. He did so against Detroit when he scored 22 points, uh, but overall was sort of a mixed bag. If you want to say that Gordon's not going to make that leap, then that gave you evidence. Who knows if Gordon will find that rhythm? Uh, I think that his shot selection will be a lot better. I think in the preseason he was forcing things, and I think the preseason allows players to kind of experiment and, and freelance a little bit more. Maybe not a ton but at least a little bit more to, you know, try and just try different things, to experiment a little bit. And I think Gordon was given some latitude to do that, certainly in those two games, but the Magic really couldn't get anything. It's still about getting things within the offense. The Detroit game was really Gordon at his best. The Magic cut, they moved, they got him the ball on the move. He was able to confidently drive into people's chests. That was an Aaron Gordon game. Something that he just struggled to replicate or the Magic didn't want to replicate for, for want of not showing things off. Then again, I don't think Blake Griffin's defense was particularly engaged in that game either. This is all to say 
when it comes to individual performance, whether it's three-point shooting, whether it's st- whether it's any st- stats, the preseason doesn't really mean anything. Sure, it gives us a look, but honestly, I would look at Aaron Gordon's looks in the preseason for the most part. Maybe a few step backs, maybe a few mid-range jumpers he shouldn't have taken or, or drives he forced, but generally, I, I thought that he was taking good shots. He was getting to the rim. He was trying to finish around the basket. He was trying to create paint touches. Maybe he wasn't kicking out enough or looking for his own too much, but I honestly thought Gordon was fine. So his preseason performance just doesn't concern me. Neither does the struggles from the bench group. Steve Clifford essentially had a platoon going for their preseason games. A starting unit, a bench unit. And Clifford would often lament that the bench unit just did not play to its potential. That the bench unit struggled mightily in games. Really the only thing they were able to score on especially was off of defense, off their transition points. The fact of the matter is Steve Clifford is not going to use a lineup like the ones he used in the preseason. I don't think we will see Marco Fultz, Michael Carter-Williams, Terrence Ross, Alpha Rukamiu, and Mohamed Bamba on the floor at the same time. I don't think that is a workable lineup, and I don't think that's a lineup the Magic want to use. What we didn't see throughout the preseason was the kind of tinkering and lineup experimenting that's going to be this rotation. I've often kind of told people, I don't see the magic going very long without two of DJ Augustine, Evan Fournier, or Terrence Ross on the floor. And if only one of them is going to be on the floor, Nikola Vucevic is certainly going to be on the floor with them. So we didn't see lineups that featured, say, Markel Fultz, Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross, and Nikola Vucevic. Those lineups would work a little bit better than the lineups that Fultz was in, and you know he had to kind of create all the space for himself. We didn't see a lot of lineups that featured those shooters on the floor with different combinations. And that's going to change when the regular season begins. In the regular season last year, Steve Clifford, when he broke his lineup, would often start with taking Aaron Gordon out. So that Gordon would be with the second unit at the end of the first quarter, bleeding into the second, and then Evan Fournier would enter at the beginning of the second quarter. That rotation worked. It struggled in the playoffs, and, and I think Clifford would say it, it, it maybe not have worked as well as, as, as you might expect, but the results were, were, were there. That He found the rhythm, he found the group that, that worked. Clifford said he's going to change things up because it, it didn't work in the playoffs, and everything's got to have an eye on the playoffs. But the key here is there isn't ever truly a second unit. The second unit always has one of the starters. And so while the Magic are deeper and do have more talent, it's easier to take Aaron Gordon out from the starting lineup when you have Al Farouk despite how well Wessa Wundu played. The Magic do have more talent and do have more depth, but they're still going to need their starters. They're still going to rely on their starters for a lot of their offensive punch. That is still the biggest concern. While I'm saying that the Magic don't have a lot of things to worry about, their biggest concern is still their offensive punch. They don't have consistent scoring. They don't have guys 
that can spread the floor and command the respect of the defense. And that's going to be a story throughout the whole year, is how the Magic get around this. The Magic were okay in the preseason. And preseason games are data points that we as the public get. But frankly, I don't think it means a ton. I don't think the struggles the Magic had in the preseason are going to translate to the regular season. Some very good teams struggled with the same things the Magic did, whether it was turnovers, whether it was poor three-point shooting, whether it was rebounding, which the Magic also struggled with a lot, and they were one of the best defensive rebounding teams in the league last year. So I, I don't suspect that they'll fall off that much, certainly not to the level that they did during the preseason. Yes, these are all things that Steve Clifford highlighted surely over the last four days and as, as the team prepared for the regular season. But they're all things that we know the Magic can be good at. Even the three-point shooting, a, a, a thing that the Magic are perhaps weak at, they finished 11th in three-point field goal percentage last year. I'm still not convinced that they'll fall too far off of that mark. And really, the battle for three-point shooting is more of a battle of perception than reality. Of course, the preseason did show that the Magic could be this team. They could have all these weaknesses if they're not careful, if they're not playing with with focus, force, and intensity. And that's what the preseason taught them. That yes, there are still weaknesses that they have to fight against and cover up and prevent from happening. But they've done it before. They know who they are. And if there's one advantage that the Magic have this year that they didn't have last year the year before, it is confidence. You don't want it to bleed into overconfidence, of course. But it is confidence that when the ball goes up for real on Wednesday night, they'll be ready to treat the game for real. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com and follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll recap the Magic's first game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 